0: Money FM eighty nine point three, best of workday afternoon. Market view on Money FM eighty nine point three. Good afternoon and welcome to Market View Wrap on Money FM eighty nine point three. On the phone, I've got JP on board because. Jeff and I were talking about old people stuff. And Jeff, how are we from the STX? You started
1: it was <laughs> costumes, the two of you.
0: <laughs> yes. Why we were talking about costumes shall remain off air
1: <laughs>
0: on the markets.
1: I mean, I mean if that's how you guys like the party, I'm not going to judge. No, oh, oh <laughs> you won't judge, will
0: you? That's nice to know. Back to the markets. The Straits Times Index, before the lunch break, was up um, and... That's actually a, a nice thing. I'm, I'm not entirely sure why it's up, but you guys will tell me. The rest of the region looks more down than up. JP well, at the I, table.
1: Yeah, I hate to bring be the bearer of bad news, but it seems we've gotten dragged down alongside the rest of the region. From so starting in the green today, Clarissa, we have no, we are now dangerously close to falling below 2,500. That's a two percent slump intraday for the Straits Times Index, about 764 million Singapore dollars. In value turnover. Yeah. Take a look at the tail of the tape between winners and losers today. There are nine. There are about 300 stocks, recent trusts that are losing ground today, and only 98 winners right now. So this is what the table looks like heading into the uh, second half of Friday's session. You know, across the region, there's also notable losses ac- pretty much everywhere. Uh, the Nikkei 225 in Tokyo down by about 1%. The AFX 200 in uh, Australia sliding by 0.9% today. Uh, the coffee also down by 1.7%, but some of the biggest losses, most notable losses across greater China today, the Taiwan weighted stock exchange in uh, Taipei has slumped by one and a half percent. Shanghai and Shenzhen both down by more than 1.6%. But the biggest drag, I, mean, I think the biggest uh, uh, the dampener at least for market sentiment across the region is the Hang Seng. Well, as we speak, the Hang Seng today is, has fallen by about 1,360 points. That's a 5 0.6% plunge for the Hang Seng, and it's now fallen below 23,000 points. Now, as we know, the big event right now is also with uh, the National People's Congress in, Ch- in mainland China, where they scrapped the uh, full-year um, their economic growth target, saying that they're going to focus on securing jobs, protecting jobs, and making sure that they can uh, they can at least uh, uh, soften the blow of the COVID-19 pandemic and make sure that this uh, that this does not impact uh, the, Chi- the mainland Chinese economy too hard. Um, they have said that they are still planning to abide by the terms of agreement with regards to the phase one U.S.-China trade deal, despite the growing U.S.-China trade tensions. They're also elevating or expanding their budget deficit to about 3.6 percent and also increasing uh, defense spending, but at the slowest rate we've seen in years. But the big, uh, one of the bigger and more important things that they've noted out in, uh, out, out in Beijing during the NPC, is that they are passing a securities law in Hong with regards to Hong Kong this is a securities law that they say had to be enacted because the Beijing or the National People's Congress has come to the conclusion that it was impossible for Hong Kong's Legislative Council to pass a national security law to enact Article 23 of the Basic Law, given the political climate. And they say because of this failure, the NPC has decided to take the reins and enact this law. Basically, it makes it a—it uh, is now prohibiting acts of tre- treason, secession, sedition, or subversion uh, in, uh, in 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 uh, Hong Kong. And it's apparently some opposition politicians have said that the, that uh, that the time is now to sto- to uh, to not allow acts like desecrating national flags. Defacing the national emblem in Hong Kong, of course, this could raise a lot of political issues and also a lot of political tension in that particular city. We and uh, and uh, could stir potential uh, protests again on the street, as we saw on the street as we saw last year. The other thing too is that uh, the U.S. government also has uh, are, is currently trying to review whether or not Hong Kong will qualify as a special or a an, or a uh, or a favored uh, favored trading partner and treaty partner. If they remove that also, it could remove a lot of these economic privileges that Hong Kong enjoys and is one of the pillars as to why they are regarded as a global financial center. So there's a lot of economic and a lot of political uh, undertone behind this or implications uh, uh, from, from this particular decision. And I think that's what's keeping Hong Kong down. But keep in mind that, the, that the, a lot of markets also intrinsically tied to Hong Kong, including here in Singapore. And that's why you're seeing uh, the, ha- the Straits Times Index, maybe commiserating with the Hang Seng today, but definitely the uh, mood across the region has taken a turn for the worse, at least judging by today's session. 2,501 is where the FTI is sitting now.
0: Jeff, um, it is interesting that with that news coming out from uh, China that the Hang Seng Index just reacted so immediately. Is this a temporary reaction, you think?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, that you, that it's obvious well, that while well, their reaction is there, it's, it's, it's that... Um you know the the political aspect of it of of what they've announced today but um you know i I think more importantly unemployment is uh is is a really important part of what uh, premier lee has has announced today you know basically putting a you know urban urban target of creating 11 million jobs uh, which which you know what it's um it's higher than 2019 but it's 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 it 's really important, especially when you look at the other side, which is the u s which is uh, which has lost what forty million jobs in in almost forty million Around jobs in Walmart. almost ten weeks yeah yeah yeah, um so I mean the job part, the infrastructure bonds, the urbanization is a really important part of the speech today as well, and then yeah of course they 've addressed the uh, the security issues in 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 Hong kong um and obviously, there there is a theme that China really is uh, is trying to, you know, as, as JP said, do away with the hard target, but at the same time, do everything it can to improve employment and opportunities in 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 China, and at the same time, um, not blow out its debt. So it's actually there's quite a bit of granularity or, or targeted um, policy announcements in there. So, so it has had an effect. So, um, so yeah, as, as JP said, Hang saying off, is off for of 5% so far today. And that, and that's brought us back towards that 2,500 level, which, uh, if I remember right, it was between the 22nd of April and the 24th of April that we were tested that 2,500 level last. Um, but nonetheless, it's, it's, you know, on the week, it's, it's, it's not too bad. I mean, the, the, it's been a mixed week. Uh, the STI, it, did begin the week stronger. It, it, it uh, last Friday it ended at twenty five twenty three, and it, it got up to as far as twenty five eighty one, I think, on the Tuesday close. But then's gradually declined over what, the last two and a half sessions to, to at this twenty five hundred level now. But as I said, it's mixed because if you look at the reit index, the IHS reit index, that's actually up two percent so far this week, uh, and that's been led by Fraser Centre Point Trust. Um, that's up. Something like ten percent this week uh, from you know dollar ninety nine a unit on friday up to around two dollars twenty a unit now um and that's a that's a that that that's interesting because that that's, that that uh you know many of the listeners would know be familiar with uh, many of its properties its suburban retail properties I think its largest uh, uh, Causeway Point North Point City and Waterway Point if I'm if I'm not wrong and um, you know it reported its numbers almost a month ago um, revenue was down almost one percent year on year I think gross revenue. And uh, and of course they did decide to implement 50% of their, uh, you know, to retain 15. They did decide to implement uh, a retention of around 50% of its distributable income. Hence, the um, the the, the uh, DPU was also down around 50% year on year. But what's interesting is um, it's it's had uh, of all our stocks, it's had the fourth highest. Net institutional inflow for all our stocks over the past four sessions, and it also has uploaded on its um, on our uh, SGX corporate announcement page a pretty comprehensive investor presentation. Uh, I think for the city, pan Asia Re- regional investor, uh, a virtual conference this week. So, uh, you know, listeners might be interested in seeing that. Other, other REITs that led that IHS REIT index were Capital Land More Trust, I think Maple Tree Commercial Trust, Capital Land Commercial Trust. Um, and of course, Far East Hospitality Trust. So, there's been there's been some pretty big movers here, and and uh, if you, from a China angle as well. Um, uh, outside of the REITs, YOMA Strategic Holdings has has been really strong. It, it's 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 it. went last I looked, it was down ten percent today, but it's up ten percent on the week because um, you, you, it meant, you know Yomo of course, it, it's the business with uh, the you know somewhat of a diversified portfolio, real estate, consumer. Uh, equipment and financial services in Myanmar and 99% Myanmar and 1% China and on uh, on Monday they announced Wave Money and the uh, infamous Hangzhou based Ant Financial Services Group which you know operates Alipay, uh, they announced a, a strategic partnership to promote financial inclusion for, uh, you know, the, obviously the underbanked, the unbanked uh, communities in Myanmar. So um, that wave money too uh, itself is is a joint venture between Yama Group and Telenor Group. So um, the interesting things here in Southeast Asia uh, with a little bit of a, of a China angle as well that um, have been, uh, I guess, giving investors plenty to focus on at home as well as obviously these big policy meetings.
0: Okay, let's look at the, the week. Some of the star performers from the week were perennial, SPH. How are those stocks doing today, given the, the different the change in direction?
1: Uh, well, you have seen SPH, unfortunately, fall back down to earth. And uh, it says that the parent company of the station is now slumped by about 4.5%. $1.49 is where SPH is trading at the moment perennial, in today's session, up by about 2.3%, about 65.5%. So there's a bit of divergence there. I think it's just that you're seeing a lot of losses really hampering the the Straits Times Index today, which is why you're seeing SPH also being dragged down. Um, There are a handful of notable gainers today. Interestingly enough, you have... Uh, Singapore uh, Singapore Airlines, SIA, uh, among the few survivors today on the local benchmark, they're up by about half a percent, $3.66 apiece. Maple Tree Logistics Trust, 1.12%, 1% in the green today. Um, keep in mind that on May 29, I believe, they are set to be added to the MSCI Singapore index also. Perhaps so it could also just be the slow but steady start of uh, momentum supporting Maple Tree Logistics Trust. The banks are not doing too well. And uh, uh, interestingly enough, OCBC, far and away, the worst performer of the big three. They've fallen by 4.3% in today's session. And we also have to highlight that uh, all the stocks in the house of Jardine have also uh, declined. As we know, Jardine, uh, the the Jardine group, also very, very strong and very much uh, connected to the city of Hong Kong, um, we're seeing Jardine Strategic down by about 1.4%. Uh, You're seeing uh, Jardine Matheson down by 2.4%. But the biggest loser there is Hong Kong land, which has fallen by 5%. And, uh, and apart from the ongoing questions and uh, uncertainty out in Hong Kong, Hong Kong land is also very much a, uh, a, a big player in Hong Kong property. We've seen the property market in, in Hong Kong start to really see some downward uh, pressure. And that could also be why, why Hong Kong Land's one of the biggest losers today, trading at three US dollars and 59 cents apiece right now. So that's the picture at the moment. A few winners, um, the uh, outperformers this week, not, uh, show, showing signs of cracks at least, but overall it's still a deep shade of red among most, I'd say about 85, 90% of the SEI today.
0: It's interesting that the REITs um, are actually looking interesting to investors right now. The malls are not open yet, for the most part. We can't go shopping yet, Jeff.
2: Yeah, but um, <laughs> but okay. There has been like JP said uh, talked about Maple Tree Logistics Trust and the possible index inference, and I guess that can be confirmed somewhat if you look at Ames APAC REIT that uh, is included not in the MSCI Singapore Index. But the MSCI Singapore Small Cap Index, and that's that's flat pretty much today. Actually, now it's just one cent lower at a dollar 19 a unit. But yeah, you're right, um, Clarissa. In terms of markets, are always forward looking, obviously. And and I might also mention uh, you talked about SPH in there. That that's that's also uh, the top 10 stock that's seen the highest net institutional inflows this week. So. Um, You know, as I mentioned, uh, Fraser Centrepoint Trust is top four. SBH is top ten. But also, um, interesting, uh, number five and number six, uh, Genting Singapore and Comfort Delgrove. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Okay. So, what big news are we looking at or important news that might affect investor sentiments coming into next week? What's coming up next week?
2: Great. Yeah, I mean it's it's it's, it's all, all all eyes on the screen's first thing Tuesday morning. Um, before the market opens. So obviously we have the Harry Raya Pasa holiday on, on Sunday, so we, we're observing that holiday on Monday and the market will be closed on Monday. But first thing Tuesday morning, um, you know, we have our final first quarter twenty twenty GDP data at eight AM. And that that that's 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 a tougher one to uh, predict than you would think. Um, I think the advanced estimate, which is largely based on the first two months of the of the of the um, of the quarter were was down point down 2.2%. I think consensus estimates is for it to be a little bit less, um, a little bit less worse, um, down 1.8%. But uh, I know UOB, for instance, is thinking an even better upward revision to uh, only down eight-tenths of a percent. And then later on Tuesday, we've got our industrial production and inflation for April here in Singapore. And then, of right. course, um, and then and then, uh, Deputy PM uh, Heng Suiqat will obviously... Uh, Due to talk on on Tuesday as well,
1: and yeah. on the corporate front, there, Clarissa, on Thursday next week, we're it's pretty much the wrap, I guess, for uh, or the wind down for earnings season here in Singapore, and uh, and what a way to end things too. Singtel is set to repli- release their full year earnings on uh, on Thursday afternoon, I believe, after the markets close. And there's a lot of news, of course, around Singtel. Singtel, we you know telcos have been seen as possible beneficiaries from the lockdown because of the increased. Uh, Consumption of data traffic, but also there's been a lot of news also surrounding the telco space in India. They do have a huge position in their in their associate Bharti Airtel there, which uh, which has been allowed to raise tariffs in India. But also a lot of shakeup in the Indian telco space, especially with the reliance geo their, their geo platforms getting that massive uh, influx of investments from the likes of Facebook, Tri Lake investors, and I believe today they just locked in another investment round from from the KKR. So. so things to really consider there with regards to how what happens to the Indian telco space and how that might impact or weigh or influence Singtel's uh, outlook moving forward. And also, with the ongoing um, developments with the COVID-19 pandemic, is just going to drive a, a growth, at least, in terms of uh, data consumption for telcos such as Singtel. All
0: right. That's been a Market View wrap here on Money FM 89.3 with JP Ong, our finance presenter, and... Jeff Howie from the SGX. I'm Clarissa Montero. More news coming up in just a while. Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.